All right, everyone, welcome back. We are on week two. Okay, that was wow. (laughs) Okay, so these recording nights are like my nights on the town. So (laughs) that's what you get when you have a mother of three under two, okay? I'm pretty sure we've made that reference every single episode. Good. So it's like your motto, your tagline? Mother of three under two? Yeah. Yeah. Is well, that, and wife of Jason. I mean, that's my right, primary we vocation. Can't, we can't forget him. Yeah. I mean, my, my primary vocation is with him, and then the kids just come from that. So. Right. Oh, I love your kids. I know you do. They're so cute and adorable. Okay. I have another dad joke for you. Okay. And for our guest. So we do have a guest on this week as well. My coworker sent me this. Oh no. What is the best way to cook alligator? What? What is the best way to cook alligator? I have absolutely no clue. What about you, Madison? Yeah. Does this have something to do with like a, a gator as in like a tractor or something like that? Is uh, something is like related? The, it's in like that the chomp fashion? chomp like big teeth thing. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm yeah, lost. I got nothing. In a crock pot. Oh, oh okay, God. okay. I'm sure there's a, a bit hard. more of a distinction between a, a crocodile and an alligator, but I get the connection. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, okay. Is it just age? Is that the only difference between have, a crocodile and? I thought no, no, the no, one no, was like a rounded fact snout. checker. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> jaw checker. thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. It's different species. Is that? I don't know if it's very closely species, related. Like in terms of like scientific but they've got like a different jaw like okay. one is pointed and mm. one is rounded and that kind of a thing okay I so mean, it's but not but developmental where is krista when we need her right uh, yeah <laughs> krista totally would have been able to help us but yeah i know they just they both have sharp teeth and they both can kill right oh fact checker so to answer your question on what the difference is between an alligator and a crocodile is primarily the snout shape and jawline as well as the fact that they are both different species they oh. are different species. Okay. Okay. Stand corrected. Wow. Good to know. Good to know. You learn There's, something new every day. Yeah. But can we just broach this topic? So we're in the second week of Advent now, right? That is correct, Amiga. I'm glad that you're following along. Thank you. <laughs> so here's this topic of Christmas music. When do you start listening to it? When is it appropriate? When is it not? I mean... You've been, you started in July, so you have no say. <laughs> well, there's Christmas in July. I did not start in July. Okay, maybe July 25th I did celebrate, you know, with some Christmas music. But I would say at the end of September, I turned on just like one Christmas song, okay? Okay. And actually our maintenance person at the parish walked by my office, and then she did like a double take, and she's like, is that? I said, yep. And she smiled, nodded, and walked away. Okay. I say I start listening to Christmas music after Halloween. I know a lot of people will wait until after Thanksgiving, but honestly, for me, the days are getting shorter. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like dark out at like five. And I just need that little Mm -hmm. bit of Christmas music to bump me up, to Mm -hmm. give me that little bit of joy in my life because like... Ah oh, man, when the sun sets, it's just like, it feels like it's 9 p.m. and it's definitely not. And there's like three more hours until Mary Trez is supposed to go to bed. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need something. 
And Christmas music helps me with right. that. Would you classify Trans-Siberian Orchestra as like Christmas music? Oh, definitely. Them, them and Mannheim Steamroller. Okay. Well, I'm just asking because like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, isn't that like that's an orchestra, right? So yeah. a lot of their songs are without lyrics. Jonah is giving me this like concerned look right now. Well, a lot of them are associated with Christmas. Yeah. So okay. I guess it would depend on each individual okay. production of theirs. Okay. Especially if it's Carol and the Bells. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Yes. But I will tell you, their um, O Come All Ye Faithful and O Holy Night. Who? Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Okay, well, we also mentioned Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> their rendition of O Come All Ye Faithful and O Holy Night, the electric guitar, as a guitarist, and somebody that knows like electric acoustic bass guitar, mm-hmm. right? I'm just like, oh, yes. So great. What about you, Madison? When do you start listening to Christmas music? <laughs> so I feel like I've kind of failed at this the past couple of years just because you do kind of need that hope, especially Life like around this time for sure. Absolutely. It just sparkles up your day a little bit. But um, <laughs> so I would say I usually strive to wait until like around Thanksgiving. So at that point, it's almost or already is Advent, usually almost, pretty close anyways. So even then, it's still probably too early. But I've definitely, I definitely listened to it on my way to work this morning, absolutely. So every now and then, but I try to try to avoid it as much as I can, because then it's like you get halfway through December and you're already kind of, you know, it's not so much that you take it for granted, but it's just not as exciting anymore. So you kind of want to, you got to savor it for sure. For sure. Makes sense. Yeah. I would agree. Though I've been not consistently listening to it, it, it is sprinkled in. Right. You know. Right. You got to, yeah, kind of be yeah. careful with it. Sparse throughout the... Right. Especially in the car. Throughout the time. I'm traveling with the kids somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, let's jump into the topic. So, uh, as we explained last week, we are bringing on a guest every single week as we kind of do our Advent series here. Uh, and we're talking about uh, hope Peace, joy, which is also Gaudete Sunday, and then love. And so this week, the second week of Advent, we're focusing on peace and specifically how it's my peace, referring to Jesus's peace that I give you and my peace I leave you, right? And so we have a guest with us, but uh, I'll let Mary Kate kind of take charge of introducing Ooh. our guest. Yeah. <laughs> I have control. All right. Should I be concerned about that? I mean, nah. Uh, fact checker totally <laughs> just shrugged his shoulders. Steven, trust me. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, um, our guest, our speaker this week is Madison Velez. She is a local student as, at SVSU. So Madison, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm born and raised, for the most part, here in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, I did live in Wisconsin for a period of time when I was in elementary school, but for the most part, I've spent most of my life in Michigan, so I'm Catholic here in the diocese, and I just graduated from Nouvelle back in 2020, so it feels more recent than it actually is, I guess, but yeah, now I'm a, I know, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, because that whole year was kind of missing, it seems like. I graduated from high school in 2011, so that just makes me feel like Let's not. Let's not, yeah. So yeah, I'm a second year student at Saginaw Valley State University studying medical laboratory science. So, so yeah, it sounds really intense 
it, it can be depending on what route you take. So sure. we'll see where sure. I go with that. Yeah. Uh, so that would be like uh, la- running lab work, things like that. And eventually with, with the end goal of doing some sort of research, ideally, if that's if that's where I end up. So we'll see what the Lord calls me to with that. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. I spent some time at a lab associated with Covenant. So especially with it being with the hospital, the people you see is the the PAs, nurses, doctors, PCAs, people like that. Um, But really the people behind the scenes who are really enabling these people to do their hands-on work are, are these people in the labs who are there you know, several hours a day and taking night shifts, things like that, so that yeah. they can be provided with pretty instant care. With that, we'll go ahead and dive into this week when we're talking about peace. And so we'll continue on just praying the collect of the second week of Advent as our opening kind of prayer to set the stage for our topic. And so I'll go ahead and read the collect and just, we didn't really explain this last week, but the collect is essentially what people would consider the opening prayer of the mass. And so we sing the hymn, the opening song, and then we begin in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's the penitential rite, and then we sing the Gloria. And right after the Gloria, the priest will say, let us pray, right? And he then prays what is called the collect. And so it's a time for us to, you know, every single mass we can pray for something, right? We can have an intention for something, right? And sometimes you may come to Mass and like, well, I don't really know what to pray for, right? Or I don't really know what to ask for. And the collect is the perfect time. Like the collect gives us things to ask for, specific graces to ask for. And so, you know, if we never know what to pray for, if we're ever in a bind of like, wow, Jesus, I really just, I don't know what to ask for for this Mass, like from this Eucharist. Uh, we can always refer back to the collect and what the collect is really speaking to us for the specific liturgy. And so it's not just a time for us to zone out, but it's for us to be attentive to what are we asking the Lord to give us in this specific liturgy, right? And so uh, it it really fits well uh, for our topic this week as we dive into peace. And so uh, we will begin by letting us pray in the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty and merciful God, may no earthly undertaking hinder those who set out in haste to meet your Son, but may our learning of heavenly wisdom gain us admittance to his company, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so, as I mentioned earlier, we are talking about peace this week, but not just any peace, but the peace of Jesus Christ. And we read in Scripture, uh, and we also hear it in the Mass, too. We'll talk about that a little bit later, how uh, it is truly Jesus' peace that we receive, right? Uh, We cannot create peace on our own. I don't believe. I feel like it is. It only comes from Jesus. And, you know, we can try to create our own, but we also, we know that it's temporary. It never lasts. So I really want to just take a few moments here and reflect on this quote by Father Jacques Philippe. Again, we quoted him last week, and this comes from his book, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. And this can kind of be like our guiding quote for this episode, and I feel like it fits in pretty well uh, here as well. So, talking about peace. And so he writes, consider the surface of a lake 
above which the sun is shining. If the surface of the lake is peaceful and tranquil, the sun will be reflected in this lake. And the more peaceful the lake, the more perfectly will it be reflected. If, on the contrary, the surface of the lake is agitated, undulating, then the image of the sun cannot be reflected in it. It is little bits like this with regard to our soul in relationship to God. The more our soul is peaceful and tranquil, the more God is reflected in it, and the more his image expresses itself in us, the more his grace acts through us. I thought that was a perfect uh, quote to kind of mm. start us off here for this episode. So, Mary I can, Kate. I can actually see like a lake, mm. you know, just like with the sun reflecting on it. Because like Jason's family, a lot during the summer, they'll go up to Higgins Lake. Mm. And in the morning, it's still because no boats or speedboats or, you know, anything is on it. And it's just still and you can just see the sun reflecting on it as the sun rises. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I, I can really see that right. a lot. Even I was on family vacation just uh, beginning of October, end of September, beginning of October. We just went to uh, Lake Erie, had a little like Airbnb kind of place right on the lake. Sure. And uh, there was one morning that we woke up and the lake was like eerily still. Mm-hmm. And for a great for one of the great lakes, like it's unusual for it to be really kind of mirror like. But I remember I was standing out there with my mom and you know, she was like, yeah, look, it was, you know, it's kind of like eerie how quiet it is and I didn't say it out loud but in my heart I just felt that peace right it was just peaceful and quiet and we were watching the sunrise it was just that reminder of you know if you consider the cosmos right and Jesus as like the rising sun like the new dawn right has come this is me thinking in like the liturgy terms, right? That you and the liturgy, <laughs> I, right? Uh, but that's what I was thinking of is as the sun was coming up and it was just reflecting as like on the lake as this mirror, and just I, I just I felt so much peace and just joy in that moment of like it's a new day, right? Yeah, I feel like beautiful. when you were reading the quote from Father mm-hmm. uh, Jacques, um, when he says, "The more our soul is peaceful and tranquil, the more God is reflected in it." I thought, I, like, I literally had this thought of, it was more of a memory when I was still single, knew that my vocation was marriage, and I remember praying in front of the crucifix um, in my parents' home and saying, like, God, what in the heck, like, <laughs> when am I going to get married? And uh, I remember just, like, this feeling of, you know, reach out to the book next to you. And I grabbed the book, and it was, Emma, I know you know this story, but it was the uh, Diary of St. Faustina. And uh, the first thing I read was, <laughs> it was something along the lines of those who have the most talkative, or the souls who have the most talkative, whatever, have the hardest time hearing my voice. And I was like, okay, I've been sitting here complaining for all this time. <laughs> now you're telling me to shut up, Jesus. Thank you very much. Wait, you like to talk? I mean, <laughs> I'm an extrovert, so what? But it was kind of this clue of like, okay, I need to help my, like, God, help me quiet my soul so that I can hear your voice. And once I did that, and then the book kind of automatically flipped to another page because I had set it down. And 
it was the words of Christ to St. Faustina that was basically, my daughter be at peace, it will not be long now. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I started yeah. crying like, thank you, Jesus, for this confirmation of, you know, my my vocation, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and it really goes to the point that we have to be willing to open ourselves up to the graces that he wants to give us, yeah. right? So in order for us to experience the peace that he wants to give us, we have to be willing to be patient in that. Um, and I think that's a really fundamental piece of that piece, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, absolutely. Piece, yeah. And I thought that was really beautiful what you had said, Emma, that it was like the lake was, it was so beautiful. It was almost eerie, mm-hmm. right? Like when we first kind of experienced those little foretastes of heaven that Jesus can give us, particularly in the sacraments, mm-hmm. right? In the holy sacrifice of the mass, receiving holy communion, that kind of a thing. And in prayer, it can almost seem kind of eerie because it is, right? It's yeah. strange. It's because supernatural, it's right? right? It's, it's supernatural. Yeah. yeah, it's very different from the quote unquote peace that the mm-hmm. world brings us which so much of us are so used to, right? Because we think that had to have peace in our lives is to somehow evade difficulties or sufferings or things like that. But instead, it's kind of having a knowledge of, I guess, who God is. So it's it flows forth from faith. And I think that's why the three theological virtues are so intertwined, which I thought was really cool that you had, when I first saw the show notes that you sent to me, I think on Saturday or Sunday, and you had included the quote from Father Felipe. I had just started reading. It was a different book, granted, but still I thought it was Divine Providence, maybe. Yeah, Interior Interior Freedom, Freedom. which is a very similar, very similar theme. So yeah, I just brought it with me in case comes up in conversation. Right, no, absolutely. A lot lot of beauty in that. Yeah, is is a great book and just... uh, I know that I, I've gotten feedback from several listeners. They're like, what was that book that you mentioned, you know, and referenced? And uh, so the books that we're talking about uh, today, Searching for Maintaining Peace by Father Jacques Philippe is probably one of my favorite books. Short little book, um, but it's very powerful. It's one of those books you read like a paragraph at a time and just kind of sit with, right? But Interior Freedom is also good. And Father Kevin loves Father Jacques Philippe, and he could go on and on. About I do have to say... Father Jacques came a few years ago and gave a retreat. Father Kevin was there before he was actually Father Kevin. He was, I don't even know if he was a deacon yet. I think he was was still seminarian, Mr. Father Kevin Wojciechowski. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I was was working at the diocese at the time, and I got to meet him because I was working there. He came to Saginaw? Yeah. Really? He he gave a retreat. Wow. And it was just humbling to be in his presence like yes he needed a interpreter and whatnot but he was just like you just felt so blessed to be in a presence of a man who was so enveloped in christ so close to the lord yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was just phenomenal wow like he was he was awesome yeah and I mean, he knew like he knew a little bit of English, but mostly he had to okay. speak an interpreter. But that's pretty he, cool. He was just phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea he came here. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, praise God. He's I love reading his books, especially for like uh, just personal meditation and prayer. Absolutely, I've never yeah. read a book by him that I've been disappointed with. And yeah. they're all very short. It seems like, which is yeah. great. So it makes it really easy to pray with. Mm-hmm. Like you can really just take really take your time, pray right. or read a couple pages and then just pray with it. Exactly. It's a good, yeah. yeah, it's more of a meditative piece than it is just like a yeah, you intellectual don't pick it up. one, I guess. Right. You don't I mean, pick it's both, it up but still. And just read it through. Right. It's a book that you pick up to pray with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so. But Emma, you had a really good thought about peace. Yes. 
I was getting there. But thank you for teeing me up on that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, I was actually, I had taken uh, just all of the, these topics, right, that we were going to talk about for Lent, or for Advent, sorry, wrong. Uh, <laughs> wrong season, girl. Wrong season. Okay, only I would mix up these seasons, but. I mean, they both have rose. They do. They both have rose vestments, yeah. Anyways, uh, so when I was praying about just these different topics, when I was specifically praying with this peace, I was just reminded of when we have peace, right, that peace really is uh, living in rhythm with the heartbeat of God, right? That peace is living in the rhythm of the heartbeat of God. I mean, that really just, it pierced my heart when, when I felt the Lord just really speak that to me. And I couldn't argue with it, right? I, mean, I don't know if, any, if either of you have any thoughts or insights on that, but I, I walked away from adoration and just still reflecting on that, that when we rest in the Trinity and know that it is his love that draws us into union with him, that truly our peace comes from being in the rhythm of the heartbeat of God. Right. And then when we're outside of that rhythm is when we start to have like that discord in our lives. You know? yeah. So I don't know if you have any insights on that. That was just something that came to me in prayer. And, and looking back in my life, I feel like that's those moments of peace and tranquility have been when I'm in the heartbeat, in that rhythm of the heartbeat of God. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as a young mom, it's very hard to feel like there's moments of peace. Because you're always needed, you're always on, on the ball kind of thing. Mm. But my mom has this beautiful prayer that she will do, I guess, where she will imagine herself resting with Jesus while he sleeps in the boat, mm. while the storm is raging outside the boat. Mm. And isn't that like life? I mean, the storm of life might be raging, there might be a lot going on, but if we have true peace... We can rest knowing that Jesus is in control of it all. Like, I mean, Jason and I have been going through a lot recently in terms of career and the future of our family and the future of our lives. Mm. And just picturing, you know, like I remembered, okay, like picture myself in the boat. Picture myself lying on the chest of Jesus, hearing his heartbeat. Mm. And the storm is raging outside. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to go on. But I know that he has control of it all, and he will bring us to where we need to be. And it just gives me peace. Because when you're in the midst of it, and you don't know what's going to happen, what's in the future, I mean, we've got three small kids, what are we going to do? Christ's peace just quiets your soul. It lets you rest. Hmm. You know, unless you'd be like, oh, God, thank you. Like, I've been dealing with so much, and now I know I don't have to. Mm -hmm. Because you've got it. You've got it in your hand. You're controlling it. Yes, we follow your guidance, but we rest in the knowledge that it's okay. And I feel like that's what true peace gives you. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. What about you, Madison? Yeah, Do you have no, any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it really, we can kind of get into the false understanding of that once I get through this period of time, be it like a, a certain stage, I don't know, like 
in infancy or something like that with the kids or like exam week or, you know, during some important phase of time at work, then I can, you know, fully enjoy, you know, living a peaceful life or something like that. And it can sound pessimistic to say, but maybe it is, but that, you know, that's kind of not really how it works, you know, right Right when you get out of that season that you think is going to be the most stressful, something else is going to go wrong. That's just kind of the way of, of the world. And we kind of approach it as a bad thing, you know, in general. And I don't think that's necessarily right because there is so much fruit that can come from that of, of when we're, we're busy and we're able to kind of pour our hearts out to people around us in that way. I think that we are at our most productive in those times and that it's kind of a fallacy to say that we can't find peace in those because Jesus is still present Mm. with us in those moments. And so kind of to what you said, Emma, with peace is living in the rhythm with the heartbeat of God. That was really interesting because the way I had initially thought of it was very similar, but kind of worded a little bit differently is that it's like a fruit of practicing the presence of God, Mm. right? So, you know, no matter where you are, that just kind of being ever aware of God's presence, and that can be really really challenging right like we have so many distractions we have we're basically most of us are attached to some sort of device that's constantly going off with messages from work or school things like that just there's so much to do all the time so it can be really really difficult to kind of focus on the presence of Jesus in our lives but I like the way you put it is like the image that I had when you were just talking was like imagining yourself always in the presence of the Eucharist in the tabernacle or in the monstrance because I mean when you're in the presence of Jesus in the tabernacle or in the monstrance, you're quiet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're in reverence. And that's hard to do in everyday life, but I feel like we need to do that. Mm, for and sure. so I really like how you put that, you know, that that we need to imagine, you know, just always being in his presence kind of a thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. I think, I know for me anyways, like it, you need to kind of have practical applications for that. And I think that's one of the the many great things that the church has given us through devotionals, right? Mm. Various devotions. Um, And then also like through sacramentals. I I think sacramentals are huge. I wanted to, it's talking about like practical applications. So I wanted to talk about a little bit about the liturgy uh, in this because uh, we have this great thing in the mass where there's like this litany of mercy and then a litany of peace that happens. And so uh, for the entire Mass outside of like from the very beginning until we get to around the Lord's Prayer, we are asking and begging the Lord for mercy. So his mercy, like we pray in the penitential act at the beginning, you know, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Even in the Gloria, you know, Lord have mercy on us. This whole uh, feel of we're asking the Lord for his prayer for like, this, for our prayer to be heard and for him to bestow upon us his mercy. And so it's this, this whole litany of mercy, 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 mercy. And then we get to this point where it switches to peace, right? And there's actually, we hear the word peace seven times within a matter of just like a few minutes. And so I just wanted to, to share a little bit that, so this comes directly from the order of the mass. And so uh, when we pray the Lord's prayer, and we, then the priest will say, Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we all pray, 
for the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. And then the priest continues, Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on your sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And then the priest will say, the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. So there's six times right there as we're finishing the Lord's prayer. And then the Lamb of God. Mm. We finish this litany of mercy and officially are begging the Lord for peace, right? Mm -hmm. Grant us your peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Seven times we hear the word peace. And we're reminded that it isn't, like I said, it's not our peace, but it's the Lord's peace that we receive, right? Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so, it's one of the many great things that I love about the liturgy. I mean, of course, the liturgy isn't just the mass. It's a way of being. It's a habitus. It's a a way of life, right? That we're entering into the river of life, the river of worship, right? That comes from the heart of the Father through the spirits. But it's a reminder that we are truly begging for mercy and then begging for peace. Yes. But how do we also live that in our daily lives? Like, how do we live peace in our mm-hmm. daily lives? So, like, Madison, you're right. a college student. Right now, you're coming up on the end of a semester. It is hectic as all get out. How do you live peace in that? Absolutely, yes. Like we were talking about with practical applications of striving to practice the presence of God continually. And I know for me, that's a really, really difficult thing to like stay focused on several different things at once. We've got different pro-life projects, schoolwork, trying to have an active prayer life, things like that can be really, really challenging. So one way that I have found just in everyday life, as much as I can, what I really love is the Jesus prayer Mm. um, from Eastern Orthodoxy. I love, I love Eastern Orthodoxy. I do, me too. I know. Oh. Yeah, they, there's so much we can learn from them. So so for those who may be unaware, the Jesus prayer is, it can usually be prayed on what's called the Shaki, which is kind of like mm. an Eastern version of the rosary, kind of. It's essentially just a series of beads, but it can be prayed without as well. And it's essentially some sort of variation of Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And if you're feeling fancy, you can throw a psalm in there somewhere as well. But that can that can be kind of distracting <laughs> sometimes. So it's just, it's really lovely of just, even when it's not a super, super meditative prayer and you're kind of praying it mindlessly, it's so beautiful to have the holy name of Jesus on your mind and on your lips and asking for his mercy and kind of declaring who he is as the son of the living God. It's really beautiful. Um, So I think that's a really, really great way to just throughout your day, no matter what you're doing, wherever you are. Because mercy and peace go together. Absolutely. Yeah, mercy mercy flows from, you know. So when you're in the midst of exams, do you think of that? I do. I do. Absolutely. And I, yeah, offering, Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's, I guess, another big thing I didn't even think of. But, you know, offering those things up for specific intentions, like, you know, repose of the Holy Souls and purgatory, things like that. remission of my own sins, asking yeah. for him to, yeah, give me the graces that I need to, to grow. Right. Yeah. It's huge. Absolutely. Because we, you know, we recognize that like as Christians, we have such an advantage in the way that, you know, so even if for whatever reason, if my life changes drastically and I don't end up using my degree, 
it wasn't for nothing because our Lord was able to use that in some way, you know? Don't worry. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't even use my bachelor's degree. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that in physical therapy? So my, well, my bachelor's degree is, is, uh, it's a bachelor's degree of science and health studies with a pre-physical therapy emphasis. Okay. But I also then in undergrad majored in uh, religious studies with a biblical studies emphasis but I, so I didn't actually get a full bachelor's of arts degree because I didn't take like the act, added like Englishes and things like that. So it was just a major. Uh, so with all those studies in your current work life, how do you find peace? How do I find peace? Yes. How do you uh, find peace? For me, I, I, I love going to, to Holy Mass every single day. I mean, I try to get to Holy Mass every day and I try to make a holy hour every day. And for me, that's. Partially because of my job, like a large part of my job requires me to pray, right? When you work at a parish, when you work in the church, uh, a large part of your job that isn't written in the job description is to pray, right? So without prayer, it's hard to do your job. And so for me, it's just those quiet moments of being able to say, all right, I just need to go to the chapel and pray for a while, right? Or when I wake up at 530 in the morning and I'm praying the office of readings. You know, I love to pray the liturgy of the hours. And so when I'm praying the office of readings and morning prayers, just sipping on my coffee, just in the, the, it's not even light out. It's still dark out. Those quiet moments, that is where I, I find that peace, right? It's, it's, it's always just encouraging when I can have those moments in the morning, you know? And there's sometimes where, you know, I, I'm getting a phone call or something before, like I'm still praying, you know, or whatever. And I'm just like, nope, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it right now. You know, I'll deal with it later. Those those quiet moments. Honestly, also, too, I'll say I also get those moments of peace anytime I'm talking to, like, a religious sister. I'll be honest with you. I just, you talk to them and rock stars. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And you just Absolutely. feel the peace, like, radiating off of it. You feel joy and love and hope. You just feel everything. But there's a, a peace that you feel that's just radiating off of them that is so attractive. Right. That is uplifting, too. Right. And so uh, but I think for me, it's just in the crazy, hectic busyness of everything. Right. I find peace just by remembering the inner tabernacle of my heart, the indwelling of the Trinity, that you can retreat there at any moment of any any day and recognize that the Trinity is truly there in its fullness. You know, just waiting for a visit from you. So for me, that that's what it would be. So. But with that, we probably should wrap up. We probably we could talk about peace all the, like <laughs> yeah, at, you Absolutely. know, for hours on end. But so every episode, Madison, we end with what is called a one joy. All so, right. Uh, so if you have it, we'll make Mary Kate go first. Uh, we're not doing those girls this time. <laughs> That's I'm sorry. no fair. You guys are only choosing me because I actually have mine written down. You don't know what I'm thinking. Go. Fine. <laughs> okay, so honestly, I would have to say my one joy is my nieces and nephews. Before marriage, I got really close to all of them, and that really hasn't changed, even though I've had three kids since then. I have 21 nieces and nephews, the oldest being 15, and the youngest is in utero. I actually just found out tonight that the youngest is a girl. Um, Aww. Yeah, so I. I'm so just, are they gonna name her Emma? No, they're gonna name her Mary Catherine. No, I'm just joking. 
<laughs> but no, I, I just, just had a flashback to the conversation, the texting conversation we had at like, what was it, a few days ago, a week ago, of all the different Marys. I love my nieces and nephews. It hasn't changed since I've been married. The youngest is in utero. The oldest is 15. They just bring me so much joy, and I love being Aunt Kate. I love being someone that they know that when they see, they can give a hug, and I'll, I'll be there for them. So that's, that's my one joy. Madison. All right. My one joy from this week was so last weekend. So I saw my grandma for the first time and it had been a while. I'm trying to be as she lives out in Hemlock. So it's not terribly far, but also not super convenient either. Mm -hmm. So I I love making that time to intentionally going and seeing her. So that was really lovely. Went and saw her and then visited the cemetery across the street where my grandpa is buried. So it was was beautiful. It was great to see her. That's great. I would say my one joy is um, being able to just visit family over Thanksgiving. Mm. I think that was just uh, just my one joy, and just very thankful for for that. I mean, I live at you know six hours away or so from my family, and so it's always a treat when I am able to go to go back and visit yeah. with them. You know, uh, one of the gifts, the greatest gifts, as like just basic human formation. One of the greatest gifts we can give somebody is our time. Yeah, and so the time, you know, that I have on the road, you know, it can be tiring sometimes, just with whatever's going on with work to to drive home and then drive all the way back. But in in the middle of all of that, being able to visit family, but then I was also able to stop in the town that I was at before I moved up here to visit with some friends, and just very thankful for that. It was just you know being able to be rejuvenated and you know have some good conversation and catch up and things like that so i would say that's my one joy just uh my little time away over thanksgiving so yeah i feel like most of jason and i's friends are from not around here and so welcome to my life (laughs) i feel like one of the things that we've been really focusing on lately has been like being there for our friends who are out of Mm. You know, are far away from their family. So that that way they feel, you know, a little bit more at home. Oh, you've done that for me. Yeah. Well, that's that's what we feel God has called us to do is is kind of that ministry of helping people who Mm -hmm. are far away from family feel like they have someone around. Well, I know I appreciate it. I'm thankful. I know I can't always make it for dinner once a week type of thing. Uh, (laughs) But... I d- you avoid us. It, I d- it's because of Patrick. We love you, Patrick, but Emma, just she can't take you all the time. I don't avoid you. Sometimes work just gets crazy, and no, we it's hard to get away. But uh, I do enjoy when we're able to to get together and, and mm-hmm. visit. It's it really is. It's a, a just a, a, an uplifting feeling. So, but anyways. Well, Madison, we thank you for joining yes, us. This has been so a great really. joy. Yeah, uh, and so. Just listeners, I know that we're praying for you. And pray and for Madison as she approaches exams. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We'll be praying for you as well. Thank you. Just, again, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And pray for us. Yes. yes. Pray, pray for, for you and the listeners. Of Absolutely. course. Yes. Of course. Absolutely. So uh, may you find peace this week. Just take some time and just spend it uh, finding your rhythm in the heartbeat of God, uh, who is the source of all of our peace. So know that we are praying for you and we love you. And we will see you next week. God bless.